This is Global Ambitions, your 15-minute window into the minds of localization and international go-to-market experts. Discover how they respond to their biggest challenges. Here's today's host. Hi, I'm Antoine Way, and I will be your host today for this Global Ambition podcast episode. And my guest today is Anna Schlegel, who's recently appointed as a VP of Product and International Markets and Globalization at Procore. And today we'll be talking on how you're transforming the way a company tackles international markets. Anna, welcome to the program. Thank you. So nice to see you, Antoine. So you and I go back a long way. And uh, I remember well in the early days, even before you joined NetApp, NetApp was uh, that kind of organization that threw translation over the world to the translation people, you know, in that team and didn't pay too much attention on the strategic side of going after international uh, markets. And then you came in and in the mix and something started to change, right? It took a little while because those things, uh, I suppose, need to mature. But what I would be interested to hear from you uh, for our listeners is what do you think, if you can pinpoint to two or three things maybe, that made them listen to you and the localization team all of a sudden in terms of the international strategy? Yeah, thank you. Well, I didn't start through the localization team. So I was hired to manage the expansion of the web team. And that's how I started the conversation of saying, well, this is not just about a marketing website, right? If you want to go global, it takes a few other things. And it was good that I was coming from VMware and Cisco and VeriSign and Xerox, where I had done this before. And I had a very good sponsor. I had a a vice president at that time that said, you know, the things you're saying seem like really big and you've helped all these companies go global, go and talk to the board. Wow, Um, already at that stage. That happened within my first month at NetApp, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I came and I said, you know, I was the head of globalization for VMware and I started the team at Cisco and I was managing, you know, many, many sites at Xerox. And so I, I think I can help quite a bit. And so it took me by surprise, right, that she said, you need to mm-hmm. go right away to, to talk to the board. And the board and staff they were all there, the founders, they were all there listening to me. So she, that's why I'm calling her a sponsor. She's lied me into that agenda of the day that there was a board meeting and the founders were there and everything took off from there. I I had to prepare one slide. I always tell, you know, what that slide was. And uh, I was, and I entered the room speaking in German. And right. this was this was here in Sunnyvale. I don't know. I've I've explained the story many times, but they were all like, "What is she talking? What is she doing? What does she want?" Made a point, yeah. But I made the point that you don't understand me. You know, our customers don't understand you. And so, and and I showed I showed a slide where we were number one, where we were number two. It was mainly English speaking countries or countries like. Israel or Nigeria or the Nordics where English is very accepted and it's okay to do business in English. And then I clicked on the same slide to show where we were ranking five or worse, where all the countries were 
we hadn't localized anything or maybe just the website was localized and they're like oh kind of you know i told them what do these things have in common is that we haven't done the due diligence and all the good work to get in right and um, and the ceo was awesome he said what do you need and so i had a number in mind i said i, I need these many millions of dollars and i need a team and and he said go and work with this guy and very, very quickly, I was able to hire a you know a great localization manager and the reviewers. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I was managing the international web team, and now we spun up this localization team. And then very quickly, another great senior vice president said, "Anna, just don't call yourself a localization service or mm-hmm. center of excellence." He said, "You need to add." the word strategy in there. Yeah, you don't want to be the Cinderella of translation. Huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. So it was all these, you know, great executives that were guiding me and I was listening to what they were saying because I was very, very new at NetApp. When I joined, there were already 10, 11,000 people. So to navigate, you know, especially, you know, I was a younger woman. You don't know if you're going right. to, upset people or they start calling you names, you know, all the, the beautiful things that happen when you come in with a lot of conviction. Literally, the customers, what they need is that the product works. It's that that's unencrypted, that is secure, that it doesn't offer any internationalization issues, that the GUIs are there, the dogs are, are there, that the installation happens very seamlessly. And yeah. so that was the ride of my lifetime because... NetApp has the largest operating system in the world. And so it's clearly being in the right place at the right time and also pushing the right doors where that yeah. mentorship or a sponsor that you got made a yeah. massive difference very early on because like a lot of people dream of that for years and never get it. So I don't know if there's an advice that you can give to everyone to say, push those doors, make it happen quickly, right? Yeah, you have to be brave. You know, typically people, if you go from the angle of, hey, we're all here to support the company, we're Mm -hmm. not siloed, we should not be siloed, we should be working together, and here's why. You you can't just say like, you know, I remember in my first companies, I would be like, what do you mean this is not localized, right? But then you need to get smarter and say, hey, we do these things, we're going to open international revenue, you know, we can go deeper into the specific sector or vertical, and you will see it's going to make more money for Japan or for China or for whatever country you choose to. And that that gave you the mandate to approach a sphere of influence that you needed to talk to horizontally in the organization, I presume. I, I had to create that. Because when I started at NetApp, I was one person. Mm -hmm. And so I had to invent. I I remember thinking, how am I going to know who is who and where are they in their maturity model? At that time, the concept global maturity model was not even in common sense advisor or nowhere. But I came Mm -hmm. up with like, okay, there's these many departments. I need to see where they are. So I sat down and I created 12 sessions. I wanted it to be finite, you know, I didn't want it to go forever and ever. 
But session one was like who I am and who they are. And session two is like, okay, what are we doing in marketing? Session two, what are we doing in support? Session three is like, what are we doing in, in engineering? And so we got a pretty good picture and we created a steering committee. And then through that, we're like, wow, you know, we have to keep working together. Um, they were already selling when I joined in more than 100 countries. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem was that most of it was in English. And so what we did, which was a lot of fun, is we were able to see before Anna and after Anna. Uh, and when I say Anna, I mean my team, because the revenue started going up, right? The stickiness of the product started going up. So that's what I was going to ask next. Like the proof is in the pudding and it's really associated with revenue and you go like revenue by geographic uh, zone or? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, yeah. when I joined that up, I think the international revenue was 28%, 30%. So they were making uh, good money already from international, but a lot of it was from Australia or Canada or, you know, the English speaking countries. And so I said, hey, we're leaving money at the table at places like Japan and China. We weren't, mm-hmm. They weren't even thinking of getting into China at that time when I was just coming from VMware, where I had traveled with the CEO to open the office in China, right? And so we started tracking. We started tracking where's the, the revenue coming. So what are the English countries? What are the non-speaking English countries? And I w- I'm very proud of the progress because, uh, you know, the day I left NetApp uh, four weeks ago, the international revenue was at 52%. And so that's a lot of money that, you know, we've been able to unveil and convince and working especially a lot with sales teams, channel teams, OEMs, partnerships, joint ventures. I mean, NetApp is a really big deal as a fortune company, right? Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of moving pieces. And so you need to infiltrate each one of those departments. What we did is we found a major champion inside each one of those departments. And the champion and us, we worked on spelling exactly what is it that they need to do to support these 140 countries. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, That led you to become a senior member of their leadership team there as a VP mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. moving to Procore, entering that company at, at a much different position than you were in NetApp at the time. So what does like the the first 100 days, I guess, at Procore look like, or the first 30 days even. Yeah, I haven't even been here for 30 days. Yeah, so when you, it's the same, you know, as I, when I got into VMware or Xerox or VeriSign or NetApp, I'm listening, I'm listening a lot. And then you see, you know, like in any company, some executives are very global savvy and, mm-hmm. and some are moving very fast. Some are can't wait, you know, to participate and support me. And so I've been extremely welcomed. I mean, my my days have like 13 meetings in each one of the days, right? But now I start to see what is it that we need to do. But it's a longer term. It's a very long play where, where we're going. Although Procore already has a pretty good idea and strategy of, of where we're heading. And they are, they're already selling in more than 100 countries, which is interesting, right? When you get mm-hmm. in and everything is still in English, these companies is not just Procore, but they can be very successful 
selling in English, but they can go so far because basically the platform has been built to work in a particular country, right? And so then you, as they start hiring country managers and and sales leaders, you know, then I'm going to get an earful of like, hey, now I need this, 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 and this, right? Okay. And so like, who's your initial, have you already mapped your initial like sphere of influence? Or you have a mentor again in there or sponsorship? It might be made easier because you're entering the company at a much higher level than you did. Yeah. there. Yeah. I, I do. I do have a sponsor. Actually, I'm about to meet with him right after this. And I've already formulated, you know, the big rocks of the things that I see. Right. And that's what listening does, right? I think they're they're very good in some areas. And then we're going to have to uh, step on it on, on some other areas. But yet the understanding. So for anybody that enters a new company, and I have a few friends, it's interesting that all of us just made a shift, you know, mm-hmm. to go and, and globalize a new company. The first 30, 60 days, it's a lot about listening and start, you know, you start seeing the vision in your in your head and you start mapping it in a deck right. or whatever, right? Yeah. M- mapping the sphere of influence and the gaps and the challenges. Well, yeah, yeah. Not so much. You know, I don't go so much poking on the gaps because mm. this is change management and, you know, all these companies have people that have been trying to do this for a while and and they've been successful in maybe globalizing or localizing specific areas. But, you know, I'm trying to go in a more, what they've done so far. a more strategic way of saying, mm. you know, hey, we're going to, these are the, the five big rocks and, and then I spell out, you know, what will it take? And you show them as well, like how well they've done so far in certain areas, like praise them on what they've achieved to date. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Mm. I mean, they, they've been selling, um, so Procore sells in Australia and in the UK and in uh, Latin America and in Canada, and they're meeting all their numbers. But we, we can do better and we will do better. Well, fantastic. A long a long yeah. challenge ahead then. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes to establish different phases like maturity, but also in terms of like building that global mindset with everyone and getting everyone on board to... Yeah, to- I think they're, you know, it's good. They have half of the battle is won at Procore because they have one of their number one OKRs is to go global because they understand they've, they have a very saturated US market. So the revenue opportunity, I think it's 80 mm. or 90% is going to come from the international. So like you said, that's half the battle already. Like if everybody is mm-hmm. taking their lead from that uh, high level strategy. Yeah. If you're a globalizer and you're in a company that doesn't get it, just, just you know, move out. Move on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's still really, it's very, very hard. Like, especially the first couple of years can be very exhausting because you're constantly evangelizing and repeating your vision Mm -hmm. at so many levels, at so many departments, right? And I know people get hired to be under the CMO or under the engineering leader or under the product leader. But one thing to showcase is that going global and nailing your idea or your program or your product or your platform everywhere takes, it's like a team sport. It's going to take everybody. Right. Anna, well, we look forward to seeing the progress. Certainly, thanks sure. for coming on the show. And we look forward to hearing again from you very soon. Thank you, Antoine. Thanks for tuning in to Global Ambitions. 
subscribe at globalambitions.net or wherever you get your podcasts.